Hello and welcome to EMPcast, your NTU employability podcast. A podcast where we chat about all things employability, talking with NTU's very own students, graduates and employees as we ask them about their journey so far entering the world of work. Welcome to EMPcast. My name is Seth Jennings and I'm the Disability and Wellbeing Employability Advisor here at Nottingham Trent University and originally I'm from Hull and co-hosting with me today is the lovely, marvellous, ever-talented, this is all the stuff that he said about me last time round, Lorenzo Raffaini. Yes, hi guys, thank you so much Seth. I feel honoured. I've never had so many uh, compliments in one time I don't think. Um, Anyway, I'm an employability advisor with an Adby, and um, I actually used to row nationally for the UK. Did you really? Yeah. That's amazing. No, that's yeah, really when, good. Yeah, when I was, when I was, uh, when at 14, it didn't really matter how big you were. And then uh, I stopped growing and realised that I do not have the physique at all for a rower, and that stopped pretty quick. No, I've tried rowing once, and it wasn't for me. <laughs> And our guest today is youth studies graduate, business advisor, and friend of EMPcast, Jake Turner. How are you today, Jake? Hi, thanks for having me on. I'm good, thanks. How are you all? Yeah, good. Are you good, Lorenzo? I'm very well, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. good. We're all great. That's good. Um, and as you can imagine, Jake, we've got a lot of questions for you. But first, before we go any further, I think it's time for the icebreaker challenge. Take it away, Lorenzo. So this is the icebreaker challenge. This is something that we do with all our guests to see who can get through as many icebreakers as they can within the allocated time of 77 specific seconds. So Jake, are you up for it? Yes. Remember, it's speed. We care about speed, okay? (laughs) And the time starts in three, two, one. Would you rather have more time or more money? More time. Are you a listener or a talker? Listener. What is your most used emoji? Laughing crying face. If you go to any country in the world, where would you go? Australia. Who would play you in a movie of your life? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, uncanny, uncanny hey. resemblance. <laughs> if you were to perform in the circus, what would you do? Juggler. If you move to Sesame Street, who do you want as your neighbour? Big Bird. What? Okay. What is your go-to karaoke song? Uh, Killers, Mr. Brightside. Classic. Absolute classic. Yeah, if you could instantly song. become an expert in something, what would it be? Mind reader. Ooh. This one's obvious. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Yes. If you had an extra hour a day, how would you use it? Sleep. <laughs> what is your I agree best with you there. Scary story. Oh, uh, I saw a ghost. Uh, a great story, oh. but I'm afraid that's the time up, Jake. I mean, you did pretty well. You got half, you know, past halfway. Um, I want to know a little bit more about your Sesame Street character that you chose. I mean, it's a bit past before my time, but uh, why, uh, why him? Well, Big Bird. Everyone knows Big Bird. He gets on with everyone. He knows everyone. So it's a good, good introduction to Sesame Street. 
Yeah. And you thought you saw a ghost, is that correct? Yeah. So uh, Where was this? So there's always been a running joke that in uh, my old family house, it was haunted. And there was always a slight area of the house where it was always chilly, but parents always try to say, oh, it's just a drafty house, but just the uh, usual ghost non-believers. So yeah, so it's nothing exciting. But, uh... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely do believe that there was a ghost there? Yeah. Oh yeah, easily. Amazing. That's really cool. I believe in ghosts as well. Do you, Lorenzo? No. No, so Lorenzo doesn't believe that story. I believe what, it, Jake. They say one out of three, right? Or two out of three do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think if it's okay with you, Jake, we're going to move on to asking some more questions. Yeah, fire ahead. So we gave you a little um, brief introduction at the beginning of the podcast, but I was just wondering if you could give us a brief introduction to Jake Turner. So I'm a graduate and alumni, um, and I was w- one of the first cohorts to um, start on the Youth Studies degree. So obviously it was um, a brand new course to NTU. Um, it shows you how long ago it is because the building is no longer there in the city. So. It- wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so um but like i say it was a really fascinating course um i had a career plan um but unfortunately the recession hit at, just as i was about to graduate so it did throw everything up in the air especially with um the course that i was doing um so yes yeah, so it was an eventful time to put it that way because i had these career aspirations on what i wanted to do and applying for roles but unfortunately, the nature of the work relied heavily on the public services. So I had to then think outside the box. So, yeah, so it was mainly volunteering. I spent a lot of time volunteering and that built up a lot of my skills throughout uni and then thereafter. Fab. Fab. So what sort of things did you do when you were volunteering, Jake? Um, so I mainly did students in classrooms um, and that involved me helping young people from the um, city schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was obviously something that I wanted to do, to be a youth worker or even to go on and do postgraduate teaching. Okay. But I knew I didn't have quite, have quite the, the grades to do the teaching side of things. So it was a case of, OK, so what else can I do? So it was a case of broadening my horizons and basically making the most of what was out there at the mm. time. Amazing. And so you just you said that you graduated quite a long while ago. Um, but it wasn't 1939 as it sounded there. It was 2009 when you graduated. And so a couple of episodes back, we had Joe Coleman on. And and he said a lot had changed um, since he had studied at the university. And I was just wondering if that was the same for you. Uh, yes, it has. Like the, the SU is completely different. Um, it just used to be one narrow room and old looking. And the Newton Arkwright changed a lot. That was a car park. So a lot has changed in 10 wow. years. <laughs> it was a car park. And your building isn't even there anymore. Where was your building? Um, it was York House, so just behind Vic Centre. So I believe it's now the, the demolished it and the building student flats on top. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so it was quite handy being right next to Vic Centre and some of the pubs on Mansfield Road. I was also in Chaucer as well, and that's changed because, mm. yeah, you used to walk down a corridor and it was a dead end. <laughs> wow. Did, um, a, a big question for you here, Jake. Um, probably the most important one. How much was a snake bite back in the uh, back in the student SU days of yours? That's what I want to know. Uh, <laughs> it was about one pound fifty. 
Wow. Wow. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> I think Lorenzo wants a time machine, don't you, Lorenzo? <laughs> to go get yourself some more snake bites. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. I don't think they would travel well, though, mind you. I don't think they would taste quite the no. same. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I've heard about going back to your course now, going away from the pub and going back to your degree. We've probably all heard of a degree in youth studies, but aren't completely sure what it actually entails. So I was just wondering, Jake, if you could go into a bit more detail about it. There was many aspects to it, which really fascinated me. So there was more of like a counselling side of, um, of the course. So that there was a module around talking to young people and more of like a counselling um, support worker type role. Um, we also did psychology. Um, we also did history, youth history, which was really fascinating. So you were going back to... Um, sort of like Mos Rockers, like just the history. So even like Quadrophenia, one of my favourite all-time films, he even got to study that, which was really interesting. Oh, wow. Um, so it's just like youth culture. But then you have the serious sides of, um, so it was like legal aspects. So there was a, a quite an infamous case at the time. Well, there was two actually. Um, so that created um, conversation. And yeah, yeah. So it was uh, quite good. Cool. Did you always know that you wanted to pursue a career in the social sector? Um, no, not really, because to be honest, I didn't even know that I was going to go to university. Throughout um, sixth form, I hadn't quite got the grades and um, because it was a relevantly new course, there was obviously um, looking for a wider range of people. So I was the first to go to university um, in my family and um so yeah so surprised and then like i say came out with a 2-1 so it just shows hard work can pay off if you sort of don't get stuck at the first hurdle just keep working through fabulous um so after graduating from your degree what was your journey like in terms of finding employment did you know exactly what you wanted to do or did you did you struggle um i did struggle so i did have a lot of knockbacks through job interviews um, and it was just a case of keep trying and trying again and sending off applications. Um, but at the same time, as mentioned before, I was volunteering, doing, still doing the students in classrooms. Um, and it wasn't just me in the market. I was amongst other students that had just come out of university, really struggling to find work. Um, but the main thing was you just keep building that network up. And eventually, after about six to eight months um i did get some paid paid work through my voluntary um as an unqualified teaching assistant but it, to be honest sometimes you get into a false sense of security um there were some occasions when there were some traps that you do fall into so my advice is do you research about the company um because in times like that there were a lot of people out there to make money um out of people that were in similar situation so yes do your research really yeah good advice yeah def definitely i mean um i think someone uh like yourself who've had sort of um an interesting route into getting to university i think you know that's really really good advice so um you tried out a couple roles didn't you before you got the job of a business advisor and lucky to be my uh colleague and working very closely with me um <laughs> <laughs> which is your current role enter you obviously uh, I was wondering if you could expand on those roles you had before and, and you know, the journey you took along with it, uh, if, if you don't mind. Yeah, so um, like I say, so I did the unqualified teaching assistant role for, uh, it must have been a few months. 
and then because of further cuts within the, the sector that is when you think right actually, i need to start looking outside the box um, and then i did go into customer service for five years just because i was wanting to save up for a house and just have that sense of security um but one of my um, friends that i'd known for a long time in previous part-time work uh, mentioned about roles within uh, nottingham training university and now i think i've been at ntu for about four years now wow Four years. <laughs> Four that years is. of Jake Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm interested. Do you know what I want to ask? I want to ask. You've done, uh, you know, two very different jobs in terms of working in a very commercial environment. You know, working with clients and businesses, not just in your role now, but as you said, in those those sales, customer facing roles. And also, you've worked with kids. Very, very different. You know, do you have any fun or challenging stories? Do you have anything in particular? What was worse, working with the general public or working with kids? You know. <laughs> um... <laughs> not like working with kids is bad i think it's very no, um, um because you're we working with um children that were or well, teenagers as well that were working from inner city deprived areas and so like 10 years ago there was a lot more crime within certain areas of nottingham and those those children that were coming to us were coming to top up their education really but also um they were um just in vulnerable locations and they were actually telling us firsthand things and you would think an 11 year old shouldn't know these so that is one of the things that you think okay and then without getting into too much detail and anyone that is on a social services and social work type course will know what you have to go through so it, you do end up building that resistance to the shock factor mm-hmm. um but obviously i think resistance is one of the key things throughout working life because in customer service you have the good and the bad but you only hear of the bad, mainly in customer service. You never get anyone called to say, you've done a great job, thank you. <laughs> um, you do, like sometimes you do, but it's very rare. Yeah. Um, and obviously um, in my current role, with the challenges as well, like the current situation is we have to, to um, talk to employers that are in a tough time. Um, and also students that are on placement that are having, that are going through a risky time with placements at risk, everything like that. So yeah, so it's all these skills just all build up and like I say, any any job that you do, any experience that you get, you will get something out of it, even though you think actually it's not right for me. And I think I think that um, resilience that you were talking about, I think definitely um, when you are sort of more vulnerable and you're searching for these jobs and you did previously mention the traps that are out there. Um, what were the traps there, Jake? So I was thinking, right, I just need money. All my mates have got jobs, they're all going out. And so, yeah, so this this business, it was a sales role. And there's just a few th- few things that didn't seem professional. And I spoke to my parents and said, well, if it doesn't feel right, then that's it. So I decided to do a bit of research. Turns out they were on um, Watchdog a year before, but traded under a different name. And they were basically a credit company that would, um, it was basically mobility aids for elderly people. Right. And I just felt ethically that is not for me. And yes, I was desperate for the money, but I was, there was, I knew that, that eventually I'd find something. So yes, yeah. always do your research, no matter how desperate you are for a job. Sometimes it can sound too good to be true. Yeah. And I think, I think you can always, as a NTU student or a, a graduate through future you you can always get in touch if if there is something that sounds too good to be true you can always ask and we can 
have a look and see. Um, but there are a lot of people who who do take advantage of graduates in in that sort of way and use buzzwords. I remember applying for a job of a marketing manager where you're going to get given your own company after a year and all you were doing were knocking on people's doors for free trying to buy subscriptions so they they exist and it's it's awful it is bad really really bad um before we get on to kind of delving into a bit more about your role now and you know talking around that um obviously you spoke about this just just briefly but we want to kind of uh, dive into a bit more a lot of students will be in a similar position as we know, uh, having a difficult time when it comes to entering the world of work, whether it be for a placement role or whether it be for when they graduate, you know, what more advice would you give to them uh, who may be listening and struggling at the moment, you know, finding something after graduation or, you know, a placement role? Uh, what would you kind of what would you say to them? Um, just keep trying. The main thing is just don't give up because as soon as you give up, that opportunity could arrive in times when there aren't as many jobs out there. It's all about transferable skills. So you may not be on that pathway that you intended to be on you may have to take a few diversions um sounds corny but it's true yeah definitely that's great that is great advice uh, i mean it is uh, one of those things um that you have to kind of you have to just you just have that perseverance don't you have that thick layer of skin uh, i think it's even more important uh, as everyone knows the sort of world that we're living in today um so as i said you are working as a uh, ntu business advisor and I was wondering if you could tell us what that role actually entails. What do you do? Okay, so in a nutshell, we liaise with employers that have currently taken on students and we then talk to them about taking on more students, but also other opportunities. So attending events, the, the fairs that have happened, um, but also we were there for the students when they're on placement. So if they have any concerns earlier on, early on, they can come to us. Um, but also working with yourself, Lorenzo. Lucky man. With other teams. Yeah. <laughs> working <laughs> with other teams. Um, so yeah, many layers to the role. Um, and it's interesting, day in, day out, it's interesting. There's new things coming up. I think speaking of buzzwords as well, I mean, uh, a key a key word that uh, we mentioned earlier in this, this podcast was um, networking. I mean, that is a key message that I know I speak to students about and I know you do massively and also as a core about what you do in terms of touting the business and getting it for the students what can you just talk a bit about what that actually is to those listening you know what, what actually is networking so networking it can be anything really from family friends um, or even your mates parents or relations um, but all the way up to sort of building those networks within LinkedIn sort of approaching employers in your desired um, path like if you say if you wanted to go into I don't know um, say for example my line of work say um, anything with um, social sciences you can start introducing yourself building those networks and I think now it's easier to build those networks because of the likes of LinkedIn and the more you do the more people you get to know and the network grows and people if you do a good job that will like people will talk about you and you never know something might come out of the blue is there any um sort of advice with linkedin that you'd give yeah so the main thing about linkedin is it can easily become overwhelming if you start adding everyone so if you then start to target your linkedin of who you want to connect with so if it is people that you've 
um, listen, speak to on um, any talks or the steps to success. If any employers have come in and done webinars, the easiest thing to do is to connect with them on LinkedIn and introduce yourself. Don't um, do a blind click because you more than likely um, get rejected. Put a little message and say, oh, fantastic presentation today. I'm really interested to know more. Um, so yes, because then once they're your connection, their connections will show up on your feed and that's how your network grows. And you, you know more about the industry um, in real time. Because sometimes when we get the information, it could be a week old. And then when we're relaying it to you, something else would have changed. So it sort of broadens that picture. Mm, rightly said. And yeah, that that write a note feature, which is the send a message feature, it exists for a reason. So definitely do use it. Um, it wouldn't exist if if people didn't want to receive the notes. Um, what kind of stuff would you suggest that students should put on their profile to stand out? Um, just be punchy um, and just have a brief introduction of who you are. So, for example, if you're a student looking for a placement, make that clear because if employers are looking in, on your profile and they say that you're a student looking for a placement um, or on the alternative, if you're due to graduate, put that you are due to graduate because if they're looking for someone and they've looked at your online CV and you've got what they want, it may save them going out to advertise. So I say put put your skills, who you are, so advertise yourself and just keep it short and snappy. Um, but also don't overshare as well, because if you overshare, if you're just clicking like and share on every post that you see, your profile then becomes diluted. So just be careful what you do because you don't want to miss sell yourself as well. And don't get too um, personal on there as well, because LinkedIn isn't really like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. So just be be careful what you, you share on there as well. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, uh, we we just did a, a briefing uh, to some students uh, this afternoon, didn't we, Jake, uh, yeah. regarding um, a similar message about, you know, just having being aware of your footprint um, and, you know, just being a bit more, more aware of the online world that we're kind of living in at the moment, because it's only going to get more and more important as time goes on especially with COVID pushing it so quickly. Um, now to bring it into a little bit more of a, a fun uh, aspect. Um, are you known for anything in your team, Jake? You know, within the business advisor team, within the employer facing team NTU, do they think when they see their name, oh, email from Jake, what do you think the first thing they think of? <laughs> what is it they think? Is it Jake so-and-so? What, what is it? Oh. <laughs> Well, I, I'm hoping that this isn't where you then tell me what it is. <laughs> yeah, so we've got a list of all the names yeah. that people call you behind your back, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I just, like, obviously, uh, I'm obviously now working from home. It's a lot harder to reach out to people for help and advice within the team. So when you are in an office environment, you can just go there. So I'm hoping that, obviously, what I do send them is helpful and Likewise, they, they like come to me for help and being approachable. But I think that's the main thing, being approachable. I agree. Yeah, well, actually, on that email, it said helpful, Jake. That was that was all it said. So don't worry. A hundred times. A hundred times. <laughs> so we've asked quite a few people this. Um, but what do you do for fun? Um, well, in normal circumstances, just like um, going out with um, friends and just sort of walk in just getting out there really more so than ever now um but 
currently just sort of I love love good uh, Netflix binge as uh... yes in our wider employability team every I think it's once a week we have this opportunity where we can sit and chat with colleagues online um, for 30 minutes we call it afternoon tea don't we and it's usually myself and Jake and we'll just sit there for it's just lovely on a Wednesday afternoon we'll have 30 minutes and we'll just chat about TV won't we Jake yeah um, and I don't know if we had it this week. So, what are you watching, Jake? <laughs> what are you watching um, at the moment? Let's catch up now. Recommendations, actually. I'm going to get my notepad and pen out. Um, so, at the minute, I'm watching The Mandalorian, but I can't really binge watch that because the Disney's not putting it all out there. Um, but also, um, something called Kingdom. Okay. So it's um, it's about um, mixed martial art um, teacher. Sounds a bit like Cry Kid, mm-hmm. but uh, it's Cry Kid for the modern day, and it's got um, the person that was in The Punisher, Frank Grillo, I think it is. Yeah. And yeah. one of the Jonas Brothers, I don't, can't remember which one. <laughs> no, uh, just the Jonas Brothers. That's why you're brother. watching it, Jake. That's why you're watching it. Come on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it's, it's really interesting. Definitely recommend it. So before we ask the final question and move on to uh, the greatest game ever created. Um, <laughs> How do students and graduates get in touch to see the possible opportunities you found for them? You know, what what services uh, are available to them? Okay, so um, obviously the the main one for placements is in place. Um, So if you are looking for a placement, um, uh, go on to in place, they'll be there throughout the week. So they do change. So we um, ask that you look weekly or every um, twice every week because we have an influx at the beginning of term normally and you could miss that ideal one and then if you're looking for just general work experience or graduate opportunities um can go on employability online um used to be called future hub for anyone that's um that was um at uni last year look there and then on an employability online you'll also see any events that are coming up but also um opportunities from employers um if they're presenting and promoting an opportunity definitely recommend because we had one employer last year that automatically put people through to the second round just for attending that session um so yeah they're the two main things but also these regular bulletins that go out and we'll also send out the occasional role that we think would be suited to your course so the relevant business advisor will do that great couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) (laughs) um so we need to finish with the game i think it's the only right thing to do this is, I think you'll enjoy this one. I think you'll enjoy this one a lot, Jake. We've okay. all been uh, in job interviews where you just don't know what to say in response to a question. We've all been there. You're downing three glasses of water, all of a sudden you need to go to the toilet at the same time. It's a nightmare. So I thought it would be fun if you and Seth had your own kind of mock interview. You, Jake, as the applicant, and Seth as the employer. But there is a twist. I've given you both five random words you have to sneak into the conversation. That's right. It's interview word sneak. So, Jake, are you up for it? Yeah. (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Whenever you're ready, Seth. Okay. Okay. Hello, Mr. Turner. Hello. Thank you so much for coming in for this a job interview today. Um, so the first question I've got is, why would you be most suitable for this role? 
Um, I just think that I've got the qualities that's needed. Probably, I probably like my qualities to a gerbil. A gerbil. Um, okay. I, based based on your CV, I would have gone for a moose. Um, but can you can you tell me about a time where you've been in a difficult situation? Yes. So um, it was. Um, <laughs> I was on the I was on a long train journey and my uh, my phone got stuck. Um, so Spotify got stuck and it would play nonstop Lionel Richie and there's only so much that you can have. <laughs> Good singer, but not ten hours worth. But only so much. Yeah. Well, I've had a similar I've had a similar case myself where I was just listening to um, oh, it was Billy Ray Cyrus and it was stuck and it was. Um, that um, I want my mullet back song, and it was just on loop. So if you've heard the song, <laughs> it's it's not something to have on loop. Um, but but one of the things that I've picked up on your CV is there's a bit of a gap um, from 2018 to 2019. And um, why was there a gap there, Mr. Turner? Um, some would say it's a bit like the gap between my nose and my mouth, where my moustache would be. It's a bit noticeable. Um, I, I was too busy playing frisbee. <laughs> too busy playing frisbee. Yeah, I watched a, a documentary which was um, which was about frisbee. It was narrated by uh, Meryl Streep, um, and it was and it was absolutely excellent. And um, and just a final word, final thing, really. How would your friends describe you? Um, a bit like a technical dream coat, really. <laughs> <laughs> Really, really, yeah, I would have gone just, for uh, <laughs> full of colour and amazement. <laughs> I would have gone for a, a pina colada as like a a mix, a blend of loads of different skills all put into one glass. <laughs> and there we've done it. We've done it. We've done these five words. Well done, Jake. That was brilliant. <laughs> and sadly, that is all we have time for. Um, but Jake, as as always, we we chat quite a lot anyway. Um, but it's always just a pleasure to speak with you, really. I couldn't agree more. Uh, absolutely, been 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 my favourite guest. I can't say that, but uh... <laughs> um, and that's it for today's uh, podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening today. Um, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Bye bye.